Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy because God truth will set you free. John 832. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall. Phil Armstrong. This is Phil Armstrong. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we're going to be talking about the soon coming war. The soon coming war. World War III was on the horizon. And uh, the Bible spoke about the prophecies of the prophets over 2,500 years ago, leading all the way up to 60 AD. And John the Revelator was the last of the prophets, and the canon of Scripture was closed. And then after that, you know, men and women were able to have dreams and revelations, but not to add to the word of God anymore. It was just to reinforce. Uh, We are living in a day where many are studying Bible prophecy, especially on YouTube. And um, we are getting motivated and I like to replace the word motivated with zeal, we are having high hopes that Christ is soon to return. Now, what I wanted to say is this. Christ is going to return. And I believe it's very soon. And today, I'm going to talk about a few things that could be on the horizon. Unfortunately, for most, they're not good. Even for those who are studying Bible prophecy, and I'm going to elaborate on that for a minute. Just because you study Bible prophecy does not mean you're saved. I repeat, just because you study Bible prophecy does not mean you're saved. And for those who listen to this radio program, 
I want to become persistent and consistent on delivering the message of the cross and delivering the message of Bible prophecy and being a watchman on the wall. God took me to the shed. And for the most part, Bible prophecy is a wonderful wonderful thing if it is used right <clears throat> if it is used right to preach if it is used right to study and if it is used right to meditate on but the number one thing is should be getting the bride ready for the soon departure of the church I'm not here to debate if Christ is going to take his people or not I am very dogmatic, and I believe with all my heart that the rapture of the church will take place. It is no other way. If it is to focus on Israel and Israeli people, the time of Jacob's trouble, the children of Jacob, the children of Isaac, the children of Abraham, it's going to have to shift from the church to the people of Israel. God has grafted in those Gentile nations and has spent the last 2,000 years after the day of Pentecost, 40 years after the descension of Jesus Christ, 40 days after, and 40 days after, um, excuse me, actually, Christ actually hung around for 40 days, my, my thought. And then at the ascension of Jesus Christ, at the time of Pentecost, the church was formed. And you can read through Acts, Romans, 1st, 2nd, Corinthians, all the way through Revelations, that the church was to be a vehicle to escort God's word. And the Holy Spirit would be the acting force. And it would be the life of the Christian, the way of the Spirit, and the way of truth. Christ is on its way back. I can hear it coming. Can't you hear it? It is on our daily newspapers and our daily walk through life, movies, soap operas, clubs that we join. Schools that we go to, works that we work. But in the process of all of that, we can see the writing of Scripture upon the mantles of time. We are that last generation. 1948, Israel became a nation. And the word of God says a nation shall be born in a day. That nation was born one day. After World War One, there was the League of Nations. After World War Two, it was the United Nations. And after World War Three, there would be another form of an organization. But those, those, those organizations took time. And you notice it is organizations of the Gentile nations. But one day, 
this organization of the church. God said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Therefore, there will not be a worldwide slaughter of the church like some people think. It would be a worldwide slaughter of believers that who, for some reason, did not make the rapture of the church. The word of God says in Revelations, he shall frustrate the saints. The Antichrist shall frustrate the saints. But at the same time, it says that the Antichrist will mock those who are in heaven. Who, are, who is he talking about? Who is he talking to? Who is he, who is he referring to? He's talking about the disappearance of billions of people. And some say that they went to heaven. But I say that the world has migrated itself or got rid of the schisms that was holding us back. I can hear it now. The word of God says that many antichrists have already come on the scene. There's a spirit of antichrist that is all in our school systems, government systems, colleges, all walks of life. But the main thing is the main thing that we are short of time. This country has become very evil. But see, we have become so numb that we couldn't tell. If you walk up to the average person, they would say everybody has their problems. They would not understand that in the 50s, 60s, and even the 70s, Despite the civil rights movement, despite the black African Americans not ha- or black people not having the t- chance to use the same bathroom, but in the seventies and eighties it got better. But somewhere in there, kids still somewhat respected their parents. It was a shame to have a divorce. It was a shame to have an abortion, but see, now it's okay. I say to the lady who has had an abortion, God will forgive you if you repent and turn and acknowledge that that was wrong. For the person who had the divorce, God will forgive. And if there's any time, chance to reconcile your Go for it. If there is not, God will forgive. Evil good. Brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We have to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. We have to live for Christ daily. The Bible tells us to pick up our cross and follow him daily. We are on the horizon of World War III. 
I have some ideas of when I think things are going to take off, but that's beside the point. When God is ready, God is ready. God is in control, not us. And that is for the positives and the negatives. God is in control. God is never going to leave you or forsake you. You have to leave him. Is there such thing as one save, always save? According to God's knowledge, it is. According to ours, it's not. When he told the Father that you give me these people and none of them I should lose, is it coming off God's foreknowledge? Or is it coming off our knowledge? Remember, you can tell a tree by its fruit. And just because you see somebody acting up does not mean that they're going to lose their they're, they're going to go to hell because they can repent. But just because you see somebody seem to repent don't mean they totally repent. Let me break it down a little bit further. If you see someone on TV, a preacher, a pastor who repents in front of you, does not mean he totally repented. And just because you see a preacher who repents in front of you does not mean he did not repent. So in other words, God's foreknowledge, at the end of time, you know exactly who made it and who did not. You have to go by faith. Just like you have to go by the just shall live by faith. You have to have faith that you were born again. You have to have faith that somebody else is born again, and if they mess up, they're going to repent. But we have to go through the same governmental structures that if someone messes up in church, somebody needs to come to them. You say, well, that's their business. No, it's not. That stuff needs to be exposed. That's how close the church needs to be. It's not a vehicle for sin. It's a vehicle to get rid of sin, either in eternity or right now. We're not to walk around wounded. We have overcome the world even by our faith. How could you overcome the world when you're still wounded? Jesus will wipe you clean. Just like he did to Joshua, he said to Joshua, the the priest, he says, take his clothes off and give him another robe. He didn't say leave it on dirty and then struggle through the world. But let me get to the news because I, I, I really do believe that there's a lot to say in relevance to how we're living in the last days because we're there. And I know a lot of people are going to turn this radio program off before they even start, and I'm willing for that to happen. Um, I don't have anything to gain here. I, I, I mean, I can uh, – yeah, I'm going to probably start really staying on point because I have a problem going off and preaching. But um, news is important, Bible prophecy is important, but we have to make sure that we're right with God. I've seen too many episodes, I've seen too many things since 2009, heck, before 2009, where people get so excited about Jesus Christ coming back. And then uh, that thing doesn't happen that we're watching, have to want to happen, 
like Common Element or Y2K and, and people leave. People depart. People go and do other things. I've heard them tell me that, especially in 2011. I mean, we have to fight that. Uh, the blood moons that are coming, 2014 and 15, could could usher in the last days. I believe it, it could have something to do with it. But if it doesn't, you have to be prepared. You have to also tell yourself that even if nothing happens between now and 2015, which I doubt it, but just in case nothing happens, you need to continue on. Don't stop because, you know, something you thought was going to happen did not happen. Um, Rome, uh, Luke chapter 10, I want to read Luke chapter 10 for a second. And um, many of y'all have read, saw, I mean, read something about Luke chapter 10. And um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something right quick. Just trying to make that sure that's what that is. He's just like, uh, oh, no, yeah, it's Luke chapter 10. Anyway, um, Jesus sends out his uh, 72, and he sends them two by two. And they come back, and they say, Master, we cast out devils, we raise the dead. And, and Jesus says, be thankful that your name is written in the book of life. Well, let me, and then I'm going to read Mary and Martha. And everybody's, a lot of y'all are familiar with Mary and Martha. How Martha was in the kitchen, and I guess she needed help in the kitchen. And she came out to Jesus, and Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. And uh, she said, Martha says, Master, have her come in the kitchen and help me clean up. It's hard. I mean, I'm 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 swamped. And he says, "Well, Mary's doing the better thing." But he didn't say Martha wasn't doing the better thing. He just says Mary was doing the better thing, which is worshiping Jesus. And then the first illustration of that chapter, where he sends the seventy-two out, and he says, "Be thankful." I mean, yeah, I know you raised the dead in my power, and and did all this stuff, but um. Be thankful that your name is written in the book of life. I hope this microphone is loud enough. Actually, I just had to turn it up. So, oh, I hope somebody heard me. I think it was pretty low. But I'm going to listen to the show again. Pray to God that the microphone uh, wasn't too turned down because I just had to turn it up. I normally have earphones on. So I wasn't thinking about it. But anyway, um, pray for the show. Okay, so now when we think of Bible prophecy and the study of Bible prophecy, we th- we get excited and we get engulfed in Bible prophecy. We start looking for more stories and more things and more articles and more videos and we watch and we get so excited and we, yeah, we're going home soon. And what we're forgetting is the relationship with Christ. Said, well, that doesn't have anything to do with it because both of them are works. Both of them showed that Martha was asking for Mary to come up and go, and Jesus was, 
commanding them somewhat. And then he says, be thankful that your name is written in the book of life. Both of these are relationships, relational. Be thankful that you have a relationship with Christ. Make sure you have a relationship with Christ. And praise God that you have that relationship with Christ, what he did on the cross. Uh, so Bible prophecy should be when you see this day approaching, you should go to the word of God and read it for yourself and get ready. The ten versions, five were foolish, five were wise, five were foolish. And then they say, well, give us some of your oil. Well, go get your own. I do believe when World War III starts, so if we get to see some of that stuff, we're going to get a brief moment. Well, some most of the world's going to get so engulfed, just like this airplane that's missing. People are so engulfed in it, they, they, they miss some of the values of life. They, they, they miss, they take every day for granted, and then they see that plane, and then they're trying to busy trying to solve everything. Because Americans, remember, we solved everything from the Tylenol poisonings to pills of, to, to who, who took all the kids from Atlanta. To, I mean, we go from one scenario to the next. You know, the Chinese are buying up, Japanese is buying up all our land, and the Chinese is buying up all our land, and, you know, and we're going to war with Iraq. And, I mean, we, we get involved, and everybody talks about it over the coffee table, but we need to uh, stop and think how blessed we are not to be in a plane of disappeared. So we have to, folks, we have to get to the point that we are blessed to be in a country such as this. No matter how much we complain about we don't have this and we don't have that, the founding fathers were racist and, and, and Christopher Columbus smoked marijuana. And I mean, it's always something. You know, the rich is richer and the poor is poor and the middle class is being, in, which are true. Cause, I, mean, bear, I mean, I'll be the first to say it. Or black men, we should we be called black or African-American. Is a white person becoming the, the minority. And I mean, it's always something. And every four years, as not with these dumb, I mean, I, mean, I ain't going to say that. I'm just joking when I say this, but as not what these new presidential um, candidates are going to do for us. Every four years. Black man's gonna save us. Now it's gonna be a woman's gonna save us. There's gonna be back to a, it's gonna be a Latino or a gay person or whatever. When does it stop? When do we turn back to Christ? We're always looking for something outside of Jesus, outside of God. We don't want God because we want to do our moral decrepity. And the funny thing is that most of these people are miserable. When I when I when I when I went out and drunk and Slept with people I shouldn't have slept with. Guess what? I was miserable. I had fun, but I was miserable. It's like a, you know, it's like an oxymoron. I'm happy, but I'm sad. Let me rule my life, Jesus. I don't want to be totally happy. I just want to be happy and sad, and I want to flee, feed my flesh. I know I said I was going to talk about World War Three, so that's my big problem. That's one of my big problems is I'll I'll put in the description that I'm going to talk about something else, and I don't. So 
God, God be with me. I'm going to do my best to stick to the subject at hand. And when that's happening, <laughs> I might as well just go ahead and change the title and just finish up what I was talking about. In the road to, I remember um, um, this is the road to Final Four, the basketball, uh, the tournament. Uh, you know, sixty-something teams, maybe more. I think they even expanded the teams. And um, when I made the show, I had punched in uh, the word um, "road," and then it popped up "road." And there was another ministry who had the name, and um, you know. I popped up and I just said, "Yeah, okay, road to World War Three, and this is the world road to World War Three. The iniquity did all of your work. Only He who lets who let until, and that's the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit will block the iniquity all the way up until World War's time for World War Three. And I and and here's here's something that I do believe. I I believe that we as the church will see." the development of Ezekiel 38 and 39. I think first thing though is the uh, development or the 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 um situation in Syria would amount to Damascus being destroyed right before the church's very eyes. Uh and I also think that the res- one of the response of Russia besides to come down and loot now I'm going to read uh, next week I'm gonna we're gonna go over Ezekiel 38 and 39 and Isaiah 17, and uh, if you notice that they come down for a reason, and then they say let's take the let's take the uh, spoils. So I'm thinking that the reason that Russia invaded Israel is for the pure pure purpose to get Israel back for the nuking Damascus. And um, we see the development. We saw it in 2008 when when Russia went into Georgia, and we thought it was going to happen then. Now, keep in mind that the birth pains are just that. They're triggers. They're they're pains. They're sharp pains, and it's go you know, and and it's just the body getting itself ready for the baby to come out. And that's exactly what we've been having for a little bit of time. But the focus point will return back to Israel. After the church is gone, now I, I'm thinking that uh, Isaiah 17 will take place first. And then at the end of that chapter, it says the nations shall rush in like a mighty wind, and I think that's Ezekiel 38:39. Some of the pastors and preachers believe that uh, Ezekiel 38:39 is in a in a they starting to change course on that, and they starting to believe that it is. Um, <clears throat> At the end of the tribulation period, rather than uh, rather than at the beginning, I'm tend to believe that uh, it's at the beginning rather than at the end. And um, first of all, the Antichrist, um, uh, if you really look at it. The Bible actually each time it talks about the Antichrist, the Antichrist is not a mystery. The way they have, if the Antichrist was the, it was in Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine, then he would still be a mystery because it's, it doesn't say he's the Antichrist. It just says he's he's a. And, and the thing is, is Gog is actually 
a demonic force that that exhibits inside of this leader. And it's more of a uh, influence on the leader than the leader himself. Uh, that's the reason why I believe that is because at the end of the tribulation period, Gog is released again. And these are, of course, Satan's released from the bottomless pit. And he is to enforce his will on this leader. Um, right now, I'm trying to look for uh, somewhere to advertise the show. At the same time, I guess I can walk and chew gum all at the same time. I'm going to have to get really good at it because that's the only thing that's, uh, <laughs> uh I can do. Is to advertise the show simultaneously, but anyway, so marches the merchants of Tarsus and its cubs, and Sedan and Dedan will try to make a protest, and you see the weak protest that America's making now, and in, as in, versus the Ukraine, and then they're trying to put sanctions on Russia, but the sanctions are weak, and uh, even if they did. Um, the Russia is still going to do what it's going to do. Now, I'm, I, I, I never agree with any of the wars that America have fought in the last 20 years. And I don't think I would ever agree. Now, when I went over there, I was what the Bible called under the authority. So I, I try to keep my mouth shut as much as possible, and I did what I had to do. And even now... You know, I mean, it comes to a point where you got to say something on a radio show. So I'm saying it now. So if I get a thousand, a couple of thousand listens on this radio show, which if I, you know, I'm going to tell you, I disagree with every single war America has fought, even in 9-11, because I know 9-11 was, was a complete scam. Uh, and if it was reality, if it was real, then, I, you know, I would say, okay, you know, we're going to have to go over there and fight. But I went over there twice, and I still see no reason to go we, that we had to go over there. Now, America has been in other people's business for so long now that Russia tries to do it. We raise heck. Now, I don't really remember Russia really saying too much when we went over there to fight against Iran. Uh, Iraq, excuse me, Iran. That's That's coming, too. When we went over there to fight against Afghanistan, I don't. I mean, Russia said something, but um, uh, it wasn't you know off the rooftop like we're doing. Now people say, well, they we're not making too much of a uh, uh, hassle. Well, yeah, we're not. And then when Ezekiel thirty-eight thirty-nine, when Russia invades Israel, they're not going to make a fuss either. I mean. They got, and the thing is, don't don't be deceived. There's a lot of military personnel over there. There's a lot of ships over there right now. So, when you see Ezekiel 38 and 39 happen, don't think that we don't have our military over there because we sure don't have it here. You know, uh, they're not responding. They must have all our military, all our ships still in in you know America. No, it's the, they just don't. They choose. Look who we got in office. We got Barack Obama. He choose he will choose not to respond. It's not like he's going to respond. Barack Obama is not going to respond to Russia. Uh, I don't think it's that he's scared of him. I don't think. I just think that's part of the the plan. 
And it's not only the Russians' plan uh, that America collapses. It's 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 infiltrators in our in our government who wants uh, Israel gone and America gone. You know, we might think that uh, it's safe to say that America has enemies. I say this. I think, and I've been an alcoholic for most of my life, and I think the worst enemy I've ever had was myself. (laughs) I mean, I'm not laughing because I could... I am compassionately compassionate about I could have been dead like fifty times, and I and I I'm, I I'm, I think about that. That blows my mind, folks. That blows my mind. How God protected me all that time from being during my foolish process. I was a fool, and I'm not talking about nobody else. I'm just talking about myself. The sexual addictions I can see, but the alcohol. I mean, I could have killed the family, you know, and and even if the sexual addictions, you I mean you can you can catch a venereal disease. I mean, anything could have happened, folks. God would protect me, not because I'm special. I don't know why. I think I do, and it blew my mind during a midlife crisis. I come I come up with, you know, and I, I'm pretty sure it was God telling me that. I said, why didn't this person have the chance I had? And I don't know. The best the best thing I came up with is they weren't going to repent anyway. And God knows the beginning from the end. I don't know. My my friend died. I'm not going to mention his name, but my friend died at 20. A few of my friends died at 20. Three or four. One of my, um, um, I call him my cousin. It feels like my cousin. My, one of my friends, he died. He He was in a house. He was high off drugs and uh, the house burned down they couldn't even tell his body and he died I don't know how old he was I think he was 24, 25 maybe Um, and I asked I mean but our actions you know our actions we we, we, we sow and I, I still say I'm fortunate you know but um God told me a while back that I will be here in the end times to see it unfold. And he and and he didn't necessarily tell me I'll be active, but he did. There were some weird situations that happened. Uh, I remember ordering these tapes, how to broadcast from your own home. That was way before the internet even got big. I mean, the internet was here, but it wasn't big. You didn't have Facebook. You didn't have all that stuff. And I had these tapes, right? And I had these tapes from 94 to 2004. I had them for 10 years. Maybe more. I might have got, I'm not even, but the tapes were from this guy in Colorado Springs and he did them off of audio, you know, cassette tapes and how to broadcast from your own home and, you know, what kind of radio shows you're going to do and, you know, and, and, and just those little, you know, little snippets. With you know me with a deep voice and stuff like that. I mean, just a lot of things people say to me. You should be in radio and stuff like that. I mean, I didn't take it seriously. You know, I need about a thousand triggers to make you know God come. I'm not the best radio guy in the world. I mean, I could be, and and, and technically, I've just decided to make it a lot better than it was. 
Um, I don't have a lot of people because I'll stick my foot in my mouth. I have foot-itis, foot-and-mouth-itis. I mean, and I don't say anything bad. I just don't believe in not saying something. Like, as far as homosexual, I had a phobia about speaking about homosexuals. <clears throat> Would I do it in every show? No. Am I afraid that I'm be taken off? I don't care because I didn't do any shows anyway during this midlife crisis. The midlife crisis was all spiritual. It wasn't. It wasn't. I don't. Well, it's me. I didn't graduate from. I mean, I'm a semester away from graduating from college. But uh, I mean, it wasn't. I don't have the right job, or I didn't marry the right person, or you know, what was me? I didn't take my kids on vacation. You know, it wasn't all of that stuff. It was spiritual. And um, it was spiritual because total dedication or nothing. And and it spooks the heck out of me. Because the whole world thinks, especially the church, and even some people on Facebook believe that we can sort of, you know, especially people, you know, it really scared me when I was studying Bible prophecy. And... I, the, my salvation was Bible prophecy. It wasn't Jesus. Now, I'm not talking about just recently when I had this show. Off and on, I felt like that, even then, that I need to get closer to Christ. But things were stopping me. Momentum was, I mean, all kinds of stuff was stopping me. It wasn't seeing, I mean, it wasn't seeing to the most part. We all sin, but that's what got me in trouble. We all sin. Now, let me rephrase the question. Do we all practice sin or we practice righteousness? You're going to sin, but what do you practice? You're going to miss a free throw, but you play basketball. You're going to drop a pass, but you play football. You're going to strike out, but you play baseball. So in other words, you are not going to be perfect in a sport because oh, everybody be trying to pick you up. There's not one perfect athlete in the history of the world. Unless they just play one game. <laughs> and get credit for a whole career. Just like there's not one perfect person but Jesus Christ. Now I told, I went to a Bible study yesterday um, at, a, at a place we call it the Bread Factory, we have you know they serve healthy foods and stuff like that, donuts. And they still sell donuts, but they're healthier. And we were sitting there and sitting at the table, uh, and uh, I was um, listening along, and you know I, I was thinking, you know, how blessed. I am to be, you know, sitting here with a bunch of brothers and sisters because I've been trying to get back to fellowship for a while. And um, I was just kind of reminiscing to myself about a midlife crisis, having a spiritual midlife crisis. And this is one thing that God told me. And this is just so simple. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And the commandments were not the Ten Commandments, even though they were the Ten Commandments. The commandments were, what did I command you to do in the New Testament? And what did I command you to do in the Old? But the reason why he put the New Testament first, 
because it's more direct and more simple to understand. And it, it really doesn't take a whole chapter to figure out what he's trying to tell us, or a whole book, which is, you know, 30, 40-something chapters. Now, the the uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he's still telling us things, but we need to read the overall counsel of God's word uh, from Genesis to, to Revelation to get it. But if I was you in these end times, I would start off Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and go all the way through uh, and get it. Because God was telling me through the whole midlife crisis that you have to obey me verbatim, per word, per everything from one, to- one jot to one tittle. And you have to pick it up, and it's a joyful thing. You feel the presence of God's spirit, and you want to commune with God, and you want to open up the door of your heart, and you want him to direct your path, and you want him to tell you, should I do this? Should I take this job? Should I do That kind of God, not a Bible prophecy God where you're just looking at the Bible prophecies and when is he going to come give me? And then the thing is, is the trump is silent. You're still here. You have a practical nervous breakdown. And the things that I'm saying is not in, not very valuable. Now I can I I'm pretty sure if I give I mean which I am going to do if I give it all to this radio program and I had guests on and I start doing all this stuff I'm still going to run off on the mouth. People ain't going to like me as much as they like Hagman and Hagman or Alex Jones or any other or even I can say some of the Christians Jimmy D. Young is like because I'm gonna say it. It's all or nothing, folks. Is either 100% in or 100% out. You can't have just 10% out. I was watching a movie yesterday, and it's called Worm. And don't ask me why. It has to do with the worms in hell. But it wasn't like that. It was about a teenager boy and his friend. His friend got saved. And, and I, you have to watch it. It's probably on um, Dish Network, and it's on um, um, G Movies. Uh, and you probably can get it up direct TV too, but it's under G movies if you can go to Undemand. And it only lasts for 31 minutes. And it was about this kid, and he he was uh, just in denial, total denial uh, about salvation and about all. I mean, just total denial. And um, I thought it was kind of. Um, interesting program. I kind of lost my chain of thought I was going to say because I was popping through the channel, through the um, pages on Facebook trying to get this show um, advertised. But um, anyway, yeah, y'all should go watch. I lost, like I said, I lost my chain of thought on what I was going to say. It was pretty good, too. But um, yeah, I, mean, I remember uh, a couple of um, years ago, um, I think it was 2011, and somebody had said on uh, my iTunes, well, where's your war? There's no World War Three. Where is it? And I ain't respond to them. I mean, there's no reason to respond. How you think people feel 2,000 years ago when they thought the kingdom of God was going to be established? And throughout the years, people thought that the kingdom of God was going to be established at that point. But um, they wasn't paying close attention to what the Bible said, when a nation should be born in a day. Um, that nation was Israel. And <clears throat> if Israel wasn't there, then even in the even in 1800s or even in the 1920s, they say, well, you know, we're in the last days and then it doesn't happen. And then they say, well, what happened? Well, we had scoffers for the last 2,000 years, folks. 
Uh, and the scoffers are going to continue to scoff until Jesus Christ comes back. Now, there is some things going on in the Middle East uh, that could lead to this year. Now, here here's something for y'all. I mean, this might not make no sense, um, but I, I believe it strongly <clears throat> that before the tribulation period starts, there will be before that period starts and before the Antichrist signs a peace deal, there will be a, a prior peace deal, which will be unconfirmed, which the Antichrist will have to confirm. And I believe that peace deal will be signed in March or April of a given year. And I said this a long time ago, even before Kerry said that we're going to have to have this, this peace deal done by April. or and, and at the time it was September, I think, and then at the time it was nine months. I said that to him. You can ask my wife, and I probably can pull it up on one of my radio shows. I said that these months mean some make a lot of leeway and they're not I'm not talking about off the American or the Judean calendar I'm talking about at the time that matches up with the Jewish calendar or the Hebrew calendar so what I'm trying to say is this I believe God deals with numbers we got it wrong so many times so stay please stay with me between April and September it's five months the number five represents grace. Grace is a time period where he's going to give uh, just before he comes back. Now, the, I believe that the tribulation period will begin in October of a given year. I got an airplane going over my house. I believe that everything that will start in the tribulation period where the Antichrist will be involved will, will, will also resemble what, what Christ would do, which will be using Christ's feast days to do his dirty work. Um, I believe he's a copycat Christ. He wants to be Christ. So therefore, he's going to use biblical days or, or Hebrew calendar days or Hebrew feast days to get his point across. Now remember, Jesus' um, death, burial, and resurrection had to do with the first four feasts, unleavened bread, first fruit, Pentecost, and uh, Passover. All these, not maybe not in that particular order, but all of those feasts were the first four feasts. Actually, he, Jesus fulfilled the first three feasts. But this, the third feast, the Holy Spirit fulfilled, which is still Jesus. Now, there's three left. Now, no man knows the day and hour, and I'm not going to sit up here and fuss with you. That I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to f figure out that no man knows the day and hour does not mean that we don't know this, that almost to a point of a pin drop that Jesus is coming. We're going to know when we see it. It's going to uh, come and it's going to be swift and quick. So if it's swift and quick and it comes on the world like a snare, we're not going to see it really coming. Not Those who are not watching is not going to see it coming. 
So I believe that on a given year, whatever year it is, it can be this year, next year, two years, from, four years from here. But when it happens, I'm, my best guess is the sooner than that. But um, it could be a little bit further. We don't know. We thought it was going to come earlier. It didn't. But um, my best guess is it's is it, is it, is it real soon, like pretty soon. Like, because if it goes too long, far, if you if you watch the Grammy Awards and you watch all this stuff and you see 2020 and you go to your school and you and you read the newspapers on how how the army the military can't preach the gospel and you can see it coming, just in iniquity itself. I mean, if you had an iniquity meter, like they have the rapture, remember that on the line they have the rapture meter or something like that. If you had an iniquity meter, that thing would be up to like 200 or something when it, you know, it's basically can be at 75. It can be, it's probably be boiling right now. I mean, it's, it's foul out there, folks. It's even worse than what we think. Um... You know, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, ju- I'm not being mean or nothing. I just think it's a lot worse than we think it is. Um, I must, I, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and take a break. But um, when I get back, um, I, I have some people. I think I, you know what? I think I'm, I, I need to pray about this. But I think someone, I'm kind of, um, you know, there was times where I had. Uh, phobias about prof, you know doing radio shows and stuff like that, and I still think I have some phobias. So I'm praying about that God deliver these phobias from me. So pray for my uh, preaching because I think I'm way better than what I am. I think a lot of times I'm, I'm I'm not scared to say anything, and I think that's the problem. And I'm trying to put it in check. And I think God is 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 doing things inside of me where. Um, I, I mean, I had a, a sister named Teresa Marcelek. She she wrote a few books, uh, and she was on TBN, and she was a great sister. Uh, you know, I know how I feel about TBN, but um, this besides the point, she's a great sister. She laid hands on me, uh, and she was like, "You're going to help a lot of people," and and you know, I don't know who that is, who I'm going to help, but I, I believe that you know. We have to be pure and clean before the rapture of the church. And some people say, well, uh, you know, Jesus said I'm coming back for a church without a spot of blemish. And um, I think he's saying technically we're com- I'm, he's, I'm coming back for a church who practices righteousness. Now, remember, like I just said earlier, that a football player can throw an interception and a, um, a uh, baseball player could fall out. And a basketball player could miss the winning free throw, but there's another game. So what I'm saying is that, you know, when Jesus comes back, he's coming back for a church who practices righteousness, not practice iniquity. Now, like I say, we're not perfect, but what is your heart? You know, he ran up on Nathaniel and says, a man with no gall, there's no trickery. Was he just saying it for him, or was he saying, well, you know, the, the, to serve God in our in our iniquities, or to serve God in our integrity? What, what what do you choose? To be hot or to be cold, or to be not cold but hot or lukewarm? Because he wished that you were cold. Remember, he he sat next to the prostitutes and the pimps and the 
and they asked him, why are you sitting with these people? Because they, it's the, it's the sick that need a doctor, not the well. And a lot of people today, um, they look for other people outside of themselves to make them feel better. And, and these are church tenants, too. These people go to church, and the people think they're okay with God. But they go outside and they see people like on YouTube or Facebook and they say, wow, this this person, you see that person, you see this person, well, how dare they do this? But their relationship with Christ is not what they're looking for. They're looking for more of to say, you know, and, and there's still some responsibility to think that maybe I might be going to heaven or hell or if there's life after death, what keeps me? But we have to find out this, that Jesus Christ came to die for man, and he wished that none should perish. Perish. But it says in um, Matthew 7, and I'm going to go ahead and go there because it's worth it. It's, it's deeply worth it to go to Matthew 7 and to read what it's saying. And like I said, I promise, next week, I'm not going to do this. I'm I'm going to if the Holy Spirit tells me I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But I'm going to pray to God that I can at least do, because I'm going to try to do shows every week, every day. And if I don't do shows every day, I'm going to take the shows that I already did and rebroadcast them. And I'm also going to make a pre-show or a show that I already recorded. And I'm going to put it on there too. So I want to try to do, um, and I'm also thinking about doing a um devotional where I put on um put on the um different uh groups and I think that'll be good. Now I, I keep I keep knocking at the same place. Now now it's funny I use that word. In Matthew chapter seven, it's it's weird because I never saw it like this before. Je- Jesus is is speaking about the Holy Spirit. And then he says, ask, and it should be given. Seek, and it sh- you should find. Knock, and the door should be open. And then, now guess who, he, guess who he's talking about? He said, what kind of man would give his, his kid, uh, you know, a rock instead of bread? And what should give him a serpent instead of fish? And then he goes on, right after that, he says, enter in through the straight gate. So, in this verse prior to, ask, seek and knock, you're knocking and asking and seeking for the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is supposed to lead you into all truth, right? It says, enter ye, enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that which go in. But straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So the Holy Spirit is supposed to show you that narrow gate. And it says in Romans chapter eight, if you don't have the spirit of God, you're none of his. And if you don't have if you if you have the if you're carnally minded, you can't you're not gonna be speaking or teaching or trying to be like Christ. And what I said on the last show was that the disciples got up and followed Christ physically. We don't have Jesus physically, but we have the spirit that will lead you into all truth because you have the word of God. And the word of God, Jesus said, we, we must, we, um, he says um, to the devil, he 
It says, we must not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we have to pick up the word of God daily and let the spirit of truth show us. He says to the woman at the well, you must worship God in spirit and in truth. The spirit of God comes inside of you and will show you all truth. And he will show you all truth definitely from the word of God. And he will show you all truth applying the word of God to situations in life that will lead you to salvation. Because uh, we have to know what we're supposed to be doing. We have to obey God, verbatim, or else we're not hot, we're cold, or we're lukewarm. And that's as worse as we can get is lukewarm. Uh, when World War III does take off, there's going to be some people who go home, you know, go to the store, get them some beer and some alcohol and go home and watch it. There's going to be some other people calling family members and texting. Just like this, this plane that disappeared. I mean, it's almost like an like a uh, circus. I mean, I mean, everybody's talking about it, and it's just like I can see it now. Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine. You know, you're at work, and, and some ladies talking over the you know next cubicle. Yeah, the Russians are invading Israel right now. You know, my my uncle says something about this. You know, and let's go get something to eat. Okay, y'all gonna come with me? You know, it's just oblivious. That the rapture of the church happened simultaneously as that war. And then they get on, the president gets on and says, nuclear missiles are headed this way. Seek shelter. And then as the as the missiles come in, the rapture of the church happened, the missiles disappear. And here we are. Tribulation period. Well, a couple of weeks from it. I mean, folks, it's not going to happen to a point where you can calculate it. Now, here's what I was going to say. The ten versions, five were wise, five were foolish. One, five had oil, walking in the spirit, five didn't. How much time is it going to take for you to explain to the blind person, that lukewarm person, to repent? Because they're not going to, they're not going to repent because they think that it's still fine. They think they're so good to go. Now, the cold person might re, 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 remember uh, what their pastor told them or what some special guests at their church told them and then might go home and, and repent. But what if the gospel is blind to some people? Because they, if you read, um, I have to remember where it's from. Um, there's two places, and I, and I apologize, where... Um, I, I got so much drilling inside of me right now, but um, it's about the different seeds that fell on different plant, um, different um, landscapes. What it means, the texture of a person's heart, and the devil comes in and steals it. If you if you don't understand the gospel, it's really simple. But see, the part that the church is forgetting today is not like a couple of parts. They're forgetting that grace. It's, it's, it's sufficient, but grace is the power that helps you stop sinning. It's not the power to continue to tolerate it. Um, and God's mercies are every day, but the power to stop sinning is there. Romans chapter 1, verse 6 is the power of God unto salvation, the gospel. There is the word of God is the power of God toward salvation. The Holy Spirit is the power who helps you stop. By grace, you stop. See, people got grace wrong. They think grace is tolerating the sin. It tolerates that you should repent. 
Remember the first thing Jesus said, the first thing John the Baptist said is, is to repent. So it tolerates you to repent. You, you don't need to, you don't need anything to be saved. So to ask God into your life, people are right when they say that. The church is right when they say you can, it's grace plus nothing. I admit that. Yeah, it is. But show me your faith, and I'll show you my faith through my works. In other words, dead faith does not save. So you can tell if somebody really loves somebody because they do for somebody. If you got a father who leaves you and your mother and your other two siblings or your other three siblings and goes somewhere with another woman, he I mean, can I challenge the fact that he loves you or not? Well, today's society is going to say he does. And then they're going to say, oh, poor baby, something happened where he just he just need another woman. Am I being critical? I could be. But. I don't think so. Shame on you. Don't get married then. Find somebody else. I mean, there, I mean, there is loopholes to all of this because it's a catch twenty-two. I mean, I don't have sex before you get married, but things happen. So there is coming a time. Or time will be no more. Um, check out our website. Uh, we got a new website, www.truthelementnews.com. www.truthelementnews.com. And um, every morning we're going to be putting uh, news on there and also prophecies on, prophecies on slash blog. And check those out. Uh, and we're going to start updating those every day. And also, we're going to be um, sending some YouTube videos um, Facebook's way and see if y'all uh, can like some of those for us. But anyway, um, God is good. Um, God is here to set man free. He's not here to leave you in bondage. Um, he does not want to leave you in bondage. He wants to free you. And when Jesus says something or Peter or Paul says something or John or James, it's relevant to what Jesus is asking. That's the will of God, the whole canon of Scripture. So I see the King James. <laughs> Am I King James only? Uh, yeah. But does that mean you have to be King James only? If, the spirit, if, you, if you catch yourself in limbo, then you can answer my question. Because I, I see a lot of King James only people who are still hanging around unless they're just too militant and they become calloused I mostly see King James people still surviving it's the people who start reading the ones that's below King James even a new King James version if it is like for instance J. Vernon McGee or or, or um, Chuck Smith's Bible then you know Sometimes they, they take those words that have been taken out and they try to redo it again. Um, but um, if it's just straight up New King James Bible, I don't read it. Uh, 
I mean, that's just me. But I'm not here to judge you in that area. You have to you have to be the judge for yourself. And the best thing that we can do in these last days is judge ourselves so we, we won't be left behind. Um, but um, Matthew 24 says that there should be wars and rumors of wars. Uh, I do believe that the that that the portion of Matthew's 24, from verse one to verse eight, I think is the is the pre pre <coughs> pre rapture time. Um, I believe that verse one to verse eight, all these are the beginning of sorrows. In some Bibles, there's all these are the beginning of birth pains. I think that's the new new King James. I think. Um, I believe that verse eight, verse seven, all the way back to verse one, is prior to uh, the tribulation period beginning. I believe that all these are the beginning of sorrows. Is the time period when the Antichrist signs a peace agreement. I think the church is taken out in verse seven. This is just me. This is just me. It's not my opinion. That the church is taken out in verse seven. Uh, somewhere in that area. And all these are the beginning of sorrows or birth pains, depending on what, what Bible you got, it's the beginning of the tribulation period. Because you notice it says, then they should deliver you up to affliction. That's exactly right on the timing. If you look at um, the Pentagon and see what the Pentagon is doing, you got this guy, I got a, I forgot his name already, but he's, um, I, I wish I knew it. Uh, I did a video on this guy earlier. I forgot, I just keep forgetting his name. But anyway, he calls the Pentagon up, and um, if he sees something, and he uh, if somebody calls his hotline, they want something taken down, he'll call the Pentagon, and, and within 24 hours, it'll be taken down. But I'll try to get that guy's name. Uh, he, as a matter of fact, he was the one who tried to stop prayer uh, just recently, uh, and uh, it didn't go through. They, the Pentagon X'd it out, but um, they were getting too many complaints. But um, yeah, I have to get I have to get his name when I get a chance. But um, yeah. So uh, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and go off because uh, I'm dying to listen to that first part of the show. Um, actually, I'm going to let y'all listen to the show. I know y'all say well, rap music. We don't like rap music, but uh, this is my boy Ro- uh, Robert Johnson, uh, and then I'll be right back for closing comments. The way we're going to win over the long term is not just militarily. We've got to win over uh, hearts and minds. And what that means is we've got to invest in countries that uh, have no educational infrastructure, have no uh, means for young people to to get ahead. We've got to give them a stake in creating the kind of uh, uh, world order that I think all of us would like to see. World order, 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 world order that I think all of us would like to see. Bad news to good news. No more ill street blues. Transform from the old to the new. I got good news. Ah, check it. Bad news to good news. Ill street blues. No matter where you move, cats still got their own you. Ah. 
Yeah, I remember you hustling on the block At that time it wasn't a gospel you had on the block Shorty wear them Timbs and sack Hung around the wrong crowd with the juice in the paper bag Things I had got into at that time Was only a couple inches from a life of crime Till I found rhyming to be an architect Started working on freestyle so I could get that check But not yet, down the road I met Jesus Christ Saw the good in me and he saved my life Took the burning away and my load was light No real beer runs, creeping out throughout the night Dreaming of the spotlight luxuries No more hangover miseries Fighting my enemies, sharp in my eyesight But cats still hating on you, debating on you My past, my boy, I got the bad news Straight from the headlines, blazing words Victory is mine, like Kojak Caroline Like Kojak Caroline But cats sleep proclaiming he'll be back next week And talking cheap, but there goes the action Now you see the proof, ain't nobody laughing Ah Reactions are picture perfect All this good news most definitely worth it No more bad news Brand new shoes from the upper room Introducing my good news From bad news To good news No more illness blues Transform from the old to the new Brand new gym, brand new lifestyle Brand new profile Streets are talking, daily gossip for the day. You heard about Robert Jr., yeah, they can't got say But there's a Thomas of the hood, gotta see it to believe it. Say it's just a son, he'll be back to his old habits again. Where's no pretense of transformation? Criminal character been erased from the nation. My habit for the poison's been eliminated. Through God's laboratory, I've been recreated. Cats still can't believe what they saw. And just like snakes in the grass, they prime my downfall. So I stand tall, enjoy the new status, tame the flesh, put the preach. Into the practice, I walk cats, bring up the past, to expose it to the nosy. I'm gonna wax so cats can hear my testimony, expose the phony address, the issues, give positive respect to where it's due. And I, this is all said and done, no sweat on my back, the battle's already won. Get rid of the gun, God, God, the only protection is from Jehovah Jireh. But in cats' ears, all you hear is blah, blah, blah. They want the bad news, but I got good news. Good news, no more ill street blues. Transform from the old to the new. Brand new town, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile, no more rugged child. Uh, bad news, the good news, no more ill street blues. Transform from the old to the new. Brand new town, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile, no more rugged child. Bad news, the good news, no more ill street blues. Uh, bad news, the good news, no more ill street blues. Bad news to good news, no more ill street blues Transform from the old to the new Brand new tales, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile No more rugged child Bad news to good news This next announcement is serious news, and you won't hear it in the mainstream media. We're living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website, highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. Cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser, highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. 
You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us, or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us. If I were the devil, if I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the... So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves, until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity on Box Talk Radio. Now. 
Be prepared to re-enter the zone where only watchmen dare go and only the fearless do venture. Now from the lands of the Pacific Northwest in FEMA Region 6, where we warn about your future and the rapture of the church of the concentration camps of the enemy, your host once again, Phil Armstrong. Welcome back to The Zone, The Prophecy Zone. We don't need any money. We just need your prayers. Uh, if you know that um, <clears throat> I've been on since 2009, and we need your prayers that um, these shows will flow. Especially um, uh, as I told you before, I have a really uh, habit of, uh, I didn't call it bad, I just said a habit of going off, not on a tangent, but on the things that really matter. Um I think that the news is important. I think that being a watchman on the wall is important. And true, we're going to bring y'all that and, and much more. But um, uh, as as the show goes on, uh, you will see that yeah, God has a seat at the table for us at this ministry. Also, uh, that um, we have uh, something to say. And um, ours might be just to the point and not so uh, important, or at least people think it's not important because we're not talking about space aliens and, and the NSA. Um, you know, I noticed that uh, if you talk straight up gospel, people out there are hungry for the gospel, but uh, it doesn't make the bigger shows. What makes the bigger shows, especially on YouTube, is... If I tell you that a giant planet is going to be surfacing as a sign, uh, that gets a lot of people's attention. Um, but if you tell you that, that we need to be uh, at Jesus' feet or we need to be used uh, uh, in these last days and, and that Jesus saves those who commit totally to him, nobody want to hear that, but I'm going to keep doing it. If you can tell I'm addicted to that message because I keep, I'll, I'll write in the in the um, description the road to World War Three, and I still uh, go off and, and talk about the gospel because um, people need to get their robes ready instead of uh, getting their Facebook filled with uh, news that if it doesn't make you go. And repent. What good is it? I, I said, still do it, but just find Jesus. Make sure you are, make sure you're saved. Don't say you're a watchman on the wall and you're, you're not really saved. Don't don't do that to yourself because there's gonna be some mental problems that the millions of billions of people vanish and you're still here. Make sure that you're saved. Don't just study Bible prophecy and then you have no idea that. 
that salvation was coming from Bible prophecy rather than Jesus himself. Get to know Christ. Don't let him say, I never knew you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Kiss the son lest he won't be around for you to do it anymore. You always have the second chance, but why have a second chance in the tribulation period? Why it might cost you is not might, it will cost you your life. I know some people listen to this radio show, especially some of my friends. I got a couple thousand friends, and some of the people that grew up with me probably think I'm crazy. That's where we at, folks. I mean, I, it, what's what's even crazier is that we have a black president. I mean, you, you, I mean, I could make this stuff up. What's crazy is we had two space shuttles collapse, crash. We, what's crazy is we had a president killed in Dallas. And they, and they thought all these years that one gunman did it. And some people still think that. Well, you haven't seen crazy yet. I mean, you can make this stuff up. You haven't seen crazy yet. And when they say I, God shall send me a strong delusion... If you're talking about the word of God, then we have already gotten that strong delusion. We have already got delusion, but I don't think it's talking about that. I think it's talking about other things, seismographical stuff, um, things that are way out there. Uh, it'll be demons, though. If you read um, Daniel chapter 2, it says, And they came to cohabitate with man or whatever, the mingle. Who was they? I do believe that in the last days, demons will be walking the face of the earth and will probably be working for the governments of the world and probably working for the Antichrist. I think the Antichrist will be a total man. He could be half man, half something else. The uh, reason why I believe that is because he's Satan's seed. Could he be a hybrid? Yeah, possible. But... Let's stay um, the course, and we're going to get out of here. But um, pray for this ministry. Uh, pray that the radio shows will go smooth, because eventually I'm going to get, I'm always going to preach the gospel. And if you don't know Jesus today, remember, Christianity is a way of life, not a one-time event. Christ loves you. And the new gospel says, say a prayer, get up, go live the way you want. I say this, that the word of God says, you belong to Christ. And see, well, people say, well, that's harsh to tell them right away. Don't, don't, they don't need to know that you're going to have to give up everything first. That's what the, that's the problem right there. Other people have addictions and wonder why they can't stop the addictions. If you if you have an addiction, Jesus wants to break that addiction. He wants to set you free, my friend. Christ wants to break that addiction. He wants to set you free that you may be able to go and do the work of the Lord and go do his gospel to the nation. Jesus says in Revelations 3.20, I stand at the door and knock. If any will open the door, I'll come in to him, and I'll wine with him, and he'll dine with me. Emphasis is mine.
Christ is calling out a church. There's going to come a time when there's the last Gentile that will hear the word of God. And the doors will shut. And there will be no second chance, at least on this side of the rapture. So let's not fall asleep. And let's be awake and let's be sober. These movies that are coming out trying to depict the Bible and trying to p- depict God and Noah and all these other movies. Go see it first, I guess we could say. Go see Noah first before we tear it apart. I don't know. It might be okay. Who knows? But I know Son of God was not that hot. So pray for us at the Prophecy Zone that we will be able to preach the gospel. And um, that we will not be selfish to think of numbers, but think of one person at a time. Because that's the most important thing, is to get one person at a time. God bless everybody out there. Um, Once again, www.truthelementnews.com. Check us out. Um, Also, www.pcrn.org. Is on the Prophecy Zone website. We're going to be working uh, to get news on those sites. Um, we're going to do some uh, little remodeling, little um, post improvement, but um, you can go there and uh, get news daily. Uh, and um, also check us out on the Prophecy Zone Radio News at Facebook. Prophecy Zone Radio. Let me make sure that's the right name because I'm just spilling out the beans. Uh, let me see. I think that's what it is. Prophecy on Radio News. Yeah, Prophecy on Radio News. And that's that Facebook. And uh, check that out. We're growing. Not fast, fast, but we're growing fast enough. Um, where we we need to, we're going to be, try to be more effective in, you know, in God. Um, he's the only one that can give us the increase, so... If you if you if you feel aimed, uh, invite people out to that group. Uh, but anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, God bless everybody out there. Um, I gotta find uh, a theme song and have a nice day. God bless. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus. God bless. Have a wonderful day.